0: Hey there. Thank you for tuning in again to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle and I am One Organized Mama. Okay. You may be tuning back in because you are following my series about time management and how to overcome some of these challenges that we find ourselves in when it comes to really being productive during our weeks. So I have this as the second episode, and this is meant to be like the midweek. Like, okay, maybe you started off with a bang, and then it kind of went like, putt, putt, put putt, you know, and you sort of lost your gusto. So in this episode, I'm going to be going over some of those challenges and what you can do to overcome those challenges. And then the last part in the series is meant to to listen to, like, if you struggle with the End of your week, <clears throat> and that might be where you completely just gave it, gave up during the week. You threw in your towel. You didn't work on anything. Nothing turned out how you thought. Like how to move forward, how to overcome those challenges to to go forward from there. So keep listening. I super appreciate you guys. And first and foremost, let me um, talk about <clears throat> a week because a lot of times people are like, well, week, like this doesn't apply to me. I I don't have a normal nine to five Monday through Friday type of job. I know I moved from a 24 hour city, Las Vegas, where there were a lot of shift workers. My husband was a shift worker for many years for a majority of his career, his previous career in law enforcement. And even I have a sister, she's um, a pediatric nurse that works in a hospital and, um, it's sometimes hard to plan stuff with her because I'm like, hey, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? And she's like, I don't know. Don't have my schedule that far. So, those of you that are in similar situations can still apply this. So, that's why I didn't say listen to this on Monday, listen to this on Wednesday, and listen to this on Friday, because you may be in a similar situation and this series is meant for you as well. So, in some semblance, you have like kind of a beginning of a week or what you sort of mark as that a midweek and then end of your week. So hopefully everyone's getting days off out there for goodness sake. But before I get started and jump in, I wanted to go over my time management printables. Now these are available to anyone who's part of the um, One Organized Mama membership. It's a member only Facebook group. So if you go to the show notes, click on the buy me a coffee link, look at the posts, you can actually see what the printables look like. So the way that I set them up is I always talk about like the different time buckets in our life. So these are the, the buckets where we should be kind of not dividing our time per se, because let's face it, life balance isn't isn't really something that ever completely happens. We always have challenges. There's always different um, times in our life that um, where uh, some things like say work when you're when you're like at the height of your career, sometimes that takes precedence over friends, social, you know, things like that, hobbies, that type of thing. But what I've done with these printables is um, I've I've set them out to be, follow sort of the process that I do, brainstorming, prioritizing, and daily planning. Now, um, in the printables, I actually have little prompts that are uh, meant to cover all of the seven different time buckets. And what those prompts are is just, for instance, to point out to you, maybe, maybe, you do have a little bit of imbalance. And where is that imbalance in your life? For example, if you go through the process and you are kind of getting everything out of your head and onto paper, all of your to-dos, all of the things you want to do, your dreams, all of that, your goals, and you notice that one or a few of the time buckets have nothing in them. So physical health, that might be one. We all have a body that we have to take care of, right? So Everybody should have something in that time bucket, whether it's, I need to make a dentist appointment, I need to, you know, create a a diet and not a diet plan, but like a good meal plan that's a little bit healthier. Maybe you're trying to go more low carb and you need to sit down and write out a menu, do a grocery shopping list. That would fall under something for you to do for your physical health. Certainly working out, exercise, that type of thing. Now, people that are in ideal shape or ideal or optimal health, I guarantee you they are making this bucket in their life a priority. So, again, that's just an example. So, like if you go through and you have like a ton of stuff in work or home, but then nothing in some of the other buckets. It it may be time to sort of like consider, well, maybe I need to start getting into some better practices or stop putting some of this other stuff off. So again, it's meant to sort of prompt you. Now I won't go into it too much, um, but if you are a One Organized Mama Facebook group member and you guys want me to do dive into this a little deeper, I'm happy to do that for you. So if you're not a member but you want access to these resources, you want to just kind of meet some really cool people um, that we have that are interested in the membership, by all means, you can join on the buy me a coffee link, just click on memberships. And it's $9 a month. There's no other hidden charges. I'm not, you know, upselling you beyond that. Um, I do have like one on one coaching, but to me, that's a very specific for people. Um, not everybody needs or wants a one-on-one coach. Um, but I'm certainly not trying to upsell that to you guys in the membership group. Um, you can just join for $9 a month. You don't have to join for ever. You can just kind of pop in, do an introduction for yourself. Um, let people know where you are, maybe connect with other members and that's pretty much it. And then you guys can have access and, I put a lot of these uh, different resources in PDF form in there so that you can print them out, keep them forever, do whatever you want to do with them. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Did I not use this example (laughs) on the other one? I um, I meant to go back and listen, but I'm pretty sure I did use this as an example. Kids throwing up at school, right? I just got this call. I just got this call at the beginning of my week this week. Uh, My middle schooler, for whatever reason, since moving to Georgia, um, goes to the school nurse constantly. Um, So last year, it was all about allergies and nosebleeds, which poor kid, he's, you know, getting acclimated. And so we're having a lot of issues, been to the pediatrician, had him on allergy meds to... To uh, remedy all of that, and um, but my my kids and I think actually I've gone through this with all of them. They have like the most sensitive gag reflex. So I got the call from the school nurse on Monday saying, "Hey, uh, your son threw up in the lunchroom." I'm like, "Really? I, this is ridiculous." I mean, it just I had to laugh to myself, and I'm like, "He's fine." I do not send my children to school sick. He didn't have a fever. No one else in the family is sick. There's nothing he ate. And so um, I dug a little deeper. Turns out he was grossed out because other kids at the table were mixing all kinds of weird food combinations or whatever. And he, poor little precious thing, has a sensitive stomach, I guess. And I'm like, dude, grow up. Come on. And, um, I threw up a little bit in the, the lunchroom. So yeah, I, but I was like, basically like, no, I, I, even the nurse agreed. She's like, he's fine. Um, so she was just doing the, the obligatory parent phone call, but I've been in that situation before where I've had like a really important meeting or phone conversation and I get called by the school and I'm like, And it's so hard and it's, and it's hard because you feel, you know, people understand on one hand, but you don't want to, um, seem or appear unprofessional on the other. So it's always that fine balance. Like, do I tell my client, Hey, headed to school to pick up a, a kid vomiting in the lunchroom," or do I, you know, how do I handle that? And so sometimes that can kind of throw off your week for the most part, I'm just honest with people. I'm like, Hey, look, here's what I'm dealing with right now. Can we push this back, you know, to whatever. And, um, people are always very accommodating for the most part. And, um, but I definitely don't ever want to be looked at like an excuse maker or anything like that. Um, so yeah, I, I swear this happens. And if, yeah, (laughs) I just have those kids. If you're wondering, who Are these kids that throw up in the lunchroom? They're mine, apparently. They're mine. All I've gone through it with all three of them, <clears throat> okay. Um, so again, maybe you have started off your week with a bang only to experience like the pup, 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 pup like you're just like running out of gas. And I know for me, sometimes this happens like <clears throat> really early in my week, so. I do plan like a more traditional week, like a Monday through Friday, even though I still work weekends, I still work evenings um, in the real estate industry. But um, I try to follow a um, a pretty regular schedule throughout my week. And I will find sometimes like by Wednesday, Wednesday are kind of my days where I, I just want to like hide out. I just want to like close all the blinds, Turn off all the lights, crawl back under the covers, and just kind of give up. Just throw in the towel. Um, so I have learned through some of these techniques, and they really begin with kind of a little introspection, a little self-reflection of like what what is my pain point? What is it that I am struggling with? So some things to consider and ask yourself if you're kind of experiencing this. So maybe you've gone through, you've done your daily planning, but nothing quite has just worked out how you planned. Let, let's discuss and let's give some, and I'll give you guys some um, things that you can apply to your own life and hopefully will help you overcome. All right, maybe distraction. That's a big one. I swear my brain, if I... um and faced with a challenge or something that I don't want to work on, or I don't want to deal with in the moment, my brain automatically looks for a distraction like phone number one. So or let me just turn on the TV and just walk away from this. And there's nothing wrong with that. As long as it's temporary, it's just like a moment like things are getting heated or things are getting tough or things are getting frustrated. So I just need to walk away and take a break. That's absolutely fine. But if you find yourself getting distracted and not going back to what you need to do, or get back to that daily planning or that list of things that um, you would plan to do, let's consider why. So perhaps it is something that's just like, like for instance, um, just a project you just your brain isn't quite there um, you are just, you can't, you just need a moment. You need to walk away. That's absolutely fine. But if you find yourself struggling, come back, perhaps consider the timer method, giving yourself like a 20 minute break, not a two hour or a two day or two week break, but a 20 minute break. So I think it's actually a good idea to go, put a timer on your phone, walk away, or even, you know, do a little scrolling. Sometimes our our brains just need a sort of almost like debrief and that kind of thing, um, for a moment. So just kind of give yourself a little time, maybe go for a walk, maybe go lay down, close your eyes, whatever you need to do so that you can get back on track. So keep that break short. Um, Brief And then get back to it. But if you're still like, I came back to it. And I just I still can't focus. I just feel very distracted. Maybe dig a little bit deeper at this point and be like, why? Why is this on your list? Why is this something that is one of those things that you put in your daily plan? Is this something that's actually for you? Is it for someone else? Like, why are you doing this? So it might be time to kind of like dig into your why a little bit deeper. Now, if it's something that you have to do, by all means, there's just a point where you're like, you know what, let me just suck it up, get it done. Um, Another great thing to do with that, if it's something you really hate to do, again, use the timer method. So say, you know what, Hey, I'm just going to work on this for 20, 30 minutes um, or whatever. Put that timer on your phone. I can focus on this for a short amount of time, get yourself through that hump. A lot of times that's just something that we need. If we just say, look, I'm putting, putting the phone across the room, the timer will be on. I can hear it across the room, but I'm, and I'm closing all of the other tabs of my computer. I'm turning off the TV and I'm just going to focus on this task. Sometimes that's something that will just help. Um, another thing is, you know, maybe, And I have found this like when I get distracted sometimes, and I don't know what the science is behind this. Sometimes I'll just pop it like a piece of gum in my mouth. It's like my brain needs my body to be doing something else while dealing with this difficult task. Um, Also, music helps a lot. That's something that I'm very, I love to do. I'll go put on a little bit of music in the background and it just kind of helps my brain again, maybe focus on something and not be so aware that I'm handling a task that is um, not something that I want to do. But distractions are definitely a big part of it. And we definitely have to be aware, especially I feel like we're in a day (laughs) and time where we carry around this thing, this phone of ours that constantly distract us. So Again, I've talked about this before, turning off the notifications for, um, non-urgent apps on your phone, like social media or, um, whatever you can go into your settings and just disable whatever, um, distractions or notifications that you can in apps, um, You know, turning even something as simple as turning the volume off on your phone and then just turning your uh, phone upside down. If you do get a call, it can be on vibrate and you can always look. But sometimes when we are working on something and we just see that light, our phones light up, that's enough. I mean, it's meant to get our attention. And so we'll be like, ooh, what just popped up on my phone? And we kind of, again, get distracted. So being really, really aware of what is distracting us. And then, like I said, giving ourselves a little time to deal with it, however that is, using a timer, great method, and then get back on track. All right. What if you just feel overwhelmed? You're just like, why do I bother to do anything? I just get so overwhelmed and I can't ever seem to just like get it together. I just, I feel emotional. I feel overwhelmed. I am just, you know, maybe you bit off a little bit more than you can chew. So let's talk about that for just a second. A couple of remedies if you're feeling overwhelmed is number one, maybe Those steps, you know how I take you from prioritization when you circle, highlight, write it down on your prioritization page. So, for instance, I've used, um, you know, I'll use like a garage. Like, say you are working on your home bucket and you put in there that your garage needs to get organized this week. You're gonna, you know, sometimes that's a, a task that you feel like you can get done in about one week's time. That can be a really big project for a lot of people. In fact, again, as a professional organizer, that can be like a massive project for a lot of people. And it doesn't even necessarily mean that you have a ton of stuff in your garage, but there's kind of, there's just something about the garage. The garage is that storage place a lot of times where people just put stuff that they don't know what to do with. And so, break those down into smaller pieces. So instead of saying, I'm going to organize my garage, perhaps it's, I am going to empty three cardboard boxes or three bins in my garage for the week. So then you focus on one box or bin per day. So you just have to go out there and you just have to do one box or bin. You're still making progress towards your goal. You may not get that garage, um, tidied up in one week's time, that's okay. That is okay. So if you're feeling a little overwhelmed, definitely focus on breaking down some of those steps into smaller, little bit more bite-sized pieces. And it's okay. Give yourself some grace when it comes to this. Like you have a lot going on in your life. We all do. And if you can only get a little bit of something done in, in a week's time, congratulations. I mean, you accomplished that. Be proud of yourself. Don't beat yourself up so much. So breaking some of those tasks down in smaller pieces. Another area that is very common is when people do work on their physical or health bucket. And my husband does this. Um, I don't do this so much because I hate when my body um, is sore and hurts, but like he'll, get into he's a he loves cycling so every once in a while he'll get in and he's like he'll do like a 30 mile ride but he hasn't cycled in like 3 months and then he he's like oh super sore and i'm like why didn't you just do like 10 or 15 miles like did you did you have to do the 30 mile ride like as your first ride in like 3 months and so um just maybe sometimes with that because sometimes like if your body is sore cuz i know for me personal experience if i am hurting after a workout, I am very unlikely to do that workout again tomorrow or the next day. Like I'm going to find an excuse of like, well, I don't want to hurt myself. I'm getting older. Um, I had trouble sleeping last night. Like I will use every excuse under the sun. Um, So I just know me. And so I know that I have to kind of listen to my body. And I've mentioned it before that instead of doing uh, weights. Maybe I just need to do a little bit of stretching and maybe that's what my body's calling for. And that's okay. At least I'm still doing something to work on my physical health. Okay. The other thing with overwhelm too, is that maybe something else to consider is that you're putting too much stuff into one of your time buckets. So again, going through, um, perhaps you have the home bucket and you are, you are realizing like, I have a lot of stuff that I have to do in there and you have nothing for your social hobby, the fun, the fun stuff. You haven't made any time to spend doing the stuff that you love, doing it with the people that you love or that make you laugh or or you enjoy. So perhaps you need to mark off A couple of things in the home bucket and focus on some stuff that makes you feel good. Because like I've said, productivity doesn't mean you have to be working all of the time. It doesn't. It's okay to factor in some fun, some relaxation, some just downtime, some times where you don't get out of your pajamas all day. That's okay. Sometimes you just have to say, you know what, hey, look, I've made some progress over here and I'm just going to kind of give myself a little bit of a break and find a little bit of balance for yourself that way. Okay. What if you just deal with frustration? Like you started out and again with a bang and it just, you just, I don't know why I just, I'm frustrated. I'm feeling, Like, I just, it's not worth it. Things are not going to happen exactly how I planned. There, nothing is going how I wanted to. Well, we have to remember again to give ourselves grace, but we also have to remember to give other people grace as well. Things are not meant to happen for whatever reason, who, whatever your belief system is. It, it, rare is it that a plan that I have comes out exactly how I had envisioned it. Oftentimes, there's a lot of different twists and turns along the way that take me. It doesn't mean that I failed. I mean, as long as I'm working towards stuff, I'm, I'm keeping, you know, some balance, semblance of balance in my life. Like trying to focus on making sure my finances are intact. I'm working hard and making progress in my career, in my work. I, you know, I'm focusing on my physical health, all of those different buckets. At least I'm making some progress in some of these things. I've accomplished some goals, still working towards others. That's how life kind of works. So if you think of it in a roadmap, like if you um, take your GPS and you mark Uh, an address, mark something across the country or across the city, it will often give you different routes, won't it? And so some routes take longer than others. Oftentimes, we're always going for the shortest, fastest way to get to something. But sometimes even when we get into our car and we start driving, what happens? Our GPS will tell us, hey, look, there's a hazard on the road ahead. We're going to redirect you there's an accident we 're going to slow you down <clears throat> there's bad weather there's a lot of stuff that happened on the road to where we go. Is it frustrating? yes, it's okay. Life has frustrating moments, but just like when we are in the car, we have to realize you know what sometimes we have to give ourselves grace. We have to give the other drivers on the road grace, which is really hard to do. I know sometimes. And, um, otherwise we can't let something like this just completely throw us off. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, and it shouldn't just say, well, forget it. I'm not going to work today, or I'm not going to go pick up my kids from school or whatever it is on, on the way that we're going. I'm not going on vacation because I encountered a issue along the way. You have to just have a level of acceptance that this is how things work out sometimes, again, this is part of the, the, the greater plan, whatever it is, again, giving yourself grace, giving other people grace, and realizing maybe looking back on some other journeys that you've been on and realizing that, you know what, there was some fun stuff that kind of happened along the way. Um, I love to travel, I've definitely passed my travel bug onto my family. And, um, and so a lot of times when we're like on a trip or something and something kind of wacky or crazy happens, our, I've taught my kids, I'm like, it's all part of the adventure. And so now it's funny um, if we're doing something together as a family, taking a little trip or doing something um, and something crazy happens like a flat tire or Whatever, you know, cancellation of a flight or whatever. My kids now say it's all part of the adventure. And so you just kind of have to remember that life is kind of like an adventure, it's a journey and just kind of chill out a little bit. Things get tough sometimes. You just have to kind of work through. Okay. What if procrastination is your struggle and you just like to wait to the last minute? So, Perhaps you don't necessarily start off your week with a bang. Midweek, you're like, meh, I'll get there. Um, maybe think about what, what drives you, What why it is that you like to wait till the last minute. I do have a touch of this. And what I have realized about myself is that I actually just like the challenge. I like the time crunch. I like, okay, this is due. Let me get this done real fast. And and I tend to be like hyper-focused. Maybe that's part of some kind of neurodivergent thing I have. I don't know. I've never been diagnosed, but I wouldn't be surprised if I have something because I actually kind of like this. And this is really where I became a big fan of like a timer challenge over the years is because I like to use a timer. I like to use it with my kids. I'm like, come on, guys, we can get this done in like 20 minutes. I'm going to put a timer on, put some music on, Let's hurry and get it done. So, I'm sure I've like passed this along to my children through that. But something to consider when it comes to procrastination is just why. Why do you do it? Why are you procrastinating? Maybe it actually isn't procrastination, it's some of these other challenges that I've given you some uh, ways to overcome. But if it's just good old procrastination and you're up for the challenge, again, use the timer. Use the timer if you're like, you know, I don't want to get to the end of my week. And then be like, oh, stressed out. And I have to get everything crammed, jam-packed in one day because, again, we know not everything always goes how it's supposed to be planned. And maybe give yourself that same challenge using a timer saying, you know, I'm going to give myself X amount of time to get this done I'm or do use the stopwatch. And find how long does it take you to do this? Like find what it is that's really kind of feeding the procrastination. I I saw something funny enough um, this morning when I was sort of just waking up and kind of scrolling social media, which I try not to do, but I, I do do from time to time. And it said something about procrastination and fears. Like sometimes with procrastinators, you have it means you have hidden or underlying fears that you're not dealing with. I don't know a lot about that. It's kind of not my wheelhouse to be an expert in, but food for thought, right? Might be something to consider too. What about dun, 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 perfectionism? Come on, guys. You've heard me talk about this a lot. Here's the thing with perfectionism. I know I go hard on it. Um, I, I, It's just something that I just have just seen so much. It's it's something that, especially in the professional organizing world, I just have such a bad taste in my mouth when it comes to it because one person's idea of perfection is not another person's, and it it becomes this weird thing um, that like a competition, or I'm better than you sometimes, or what I think is even worse, it becomes like the enemy to, to progressing towards your goals, to getting something to, done, to even pulling the trigger and getting started on something. Um, and so I, I just really kind of, I I know I kind of stand on a soapbox when it comes to perfectionism. And I, I don't mean to be in, um, certainly, I've man, I've been hit out at with um, on social media. Anytime I've talked about it, I've literally, and I've talked about this before, I had people message me, comment and say, well, are you saying I don't exist? I am perfect. I, I am a perfectionist. And I'm like, no, I'm not saying nobody exists. I'm talking to the people who want to make some progress, know that they're not already at their finishing line. Like, that still have progress, still have goals. I feel like honestly, everybody should kind of be there, but I understand that there are some people that believe that they're already there and that's cool. And guess what? My message is not for them. And that's what I've always told them. My message is not for you. If you have already, you have the perfect home, the perfect career, the perfect family, the perfect body. I mean, awesome. Awesome. <clears throat> That's super i'm and I mean that honestly from the bottom of my heart, um but i'm my message is for the people, for those about that out there that are like me that don't have a perfect anything, and I'm here to tell you guys that's okay we're not we're not even worried about that that's never gonna be a goal of ours. What our goal is is that we are focused on progress, we are focused on making progress towards those goals that we have set out for ourselves and given ourselves a pat on the back when we do, when we do accomplish something. And we're, we are trying to work on all of the different areas of our life and it is hard and it is tough. And there's always an area where we're not doing so hot in and that's okay. And that's who I am talking to. That's who my message is for. So if you feel like you do deal with perfectionism But you don't want you don't you don't want to do that. Again, it you might want to dig a little bit deeper because it might be like my procrastinators out there. It might be like the people who focus on um, some of these other things that maybe get overwhelmed. And you need to just go back and revisit why are you putting some of these goals on your list? Why are you putting some of these to do's on your list? Are they for you? Are they for other people? Is it, is it meant to impress other people and you're just not getting the reaction that you want from those people? Maybe it's time to revisit, go back to the drawing board and, and maybe rediscover, do some brainstorming and really kind of coming from your heart. Like, what do you really want? What is really needed in your life? And reconsider, go back, like I said, really kind of think of what your motivations are behind that. Um, but another thing I wanted to talk about with perfectionism is the getting started. Um, I, I'm not perfect. Like I said, I will first to admit that I don't have the perfect podcast. Um, people do send me criticism. It's hard to swallow. It's hard to take. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I'm say whatever things that bug people, um, a lot, and guess what? You know what helps me overcome that? I know that I still have a message out there for some people. I, For whatever reason, I have dug deep and I feel very, very, very passionate about the things that I talk about, the things that I put out there in this world, especially on the podcast. I know it's going to bait a lot of people to criticize me. Um, or make fun of me or whatever. And, but my motivation to speak to the people that need to hear my message is so much stronger, so much stronger than worrying about having the perfect podcast. I listen to podcasts all the time. And I cringe and get embarrassed at myself because I always think, oh, gosh, I don't do that. Like, for instance, I was, um, Listening to somebody, and she was doing a a face, not a Facebook live, a YouTube live or whatever, and they were applauding her for not saying the word "um" too much. And I thought, should I edit out all of my ums? I'm, I cringed. I got really embarrassed because I thought, you know, my podcast is is very just kind of off the cuff. I'm a one woman show behind the scenes, and it's a lot to put one episode together. And I do, I do the best with what I have with my resources. Um, and here I go. Um, so, <laughs> but I I completely cringed and I thought I need to be, I need to be better. So it's something I'm, I'm just more aware of. So I'll try not to say the ums so much, but this, uh, girl that I follow, she talked about a lot that she, has, she does, she edits out all of the ums and stuff in her podcast. And I can't help but be self critical and be like, I, sh- I should probably do that too. But then I struggle getting I would struggle even harder. It's hard to put a, um, your message out here. It's hard to get on here and talk. Um, but I do it. And there I go. And maybe I'm saying that more now that I just mentioned it. But I say all of that to say, find what your motivation is. Again, if it's about you, if it's about your family, the most important people in your life, that is something that dig deep, find that motivation. It's If it's about getting everyone to like you, impressing others, that's not a good enough motivation or you want people to think a certain way about you. That kind of dies out over time people are going to criticize you no matter what. I see some of the most polished YouTubers, the most polished podcasters. I do go in, I'll look at like read about them. Everybody gets criticized. Everybody gets criticized. There are people that pride themselves on being trolls out there. I mean, that's just the world that we live in. There's nothing that we can do to to fix it except for be the change that we want to see in the world. But if, if you're just struggling with that start, you just, I encourage you to dig deep. I just really encourage you to be like, why do I want to do this? Find that reason that really compels you to do it and pull that trigger. It's going to be messy. It's going to be sloppy. It's going to be hard. It's going to really, you're going to feel like, a lone wolf out there sometimes, and that's okay. Just keep, keep your motivation and the reason why you're doing that in the forefront. And I promise you, it will help you kind of get through some of those humps um, through that. Okay. So all of this to say is that when you hit those slumps in the midweek, What I just got done saying about finding your motivation is ultimately what I want you to kind of do. Again, take a look at your list. What is it that is where are you going kind of awry? Um, You may want to go back, kind of take a look at, do this for a few weeks not again, beat yourself up. If you don't get to the end of your week and you marked off all of your stuff, that's okay. I never said you have to complete every single thing on your list. Some weeks you may get really close. Other weeks, not at all. It's all okay. We're giving ourselves some grace, but we're still working towards our progress. We're still getting past that overwhelm and saying, hey, I can't accomplish this. It may be a little bit longer than I originally envisioned, but it's going to happen. I'm going to break these things down into smaller bite-sized pieces. I'm going to be very aware of the things that distract me and focus and do all of the things to stay away from those distractions and focus on where I need to be, be focusing on being very present in the moment and take a look, like I said, at the big picture. Why? What is your motivation? Why do you have these things on your daily plan? What is behind it? Is it, again, find those motivations. And if it's something that's really important to you, keep at it. Keep doing it. You will be surprised at how fast you can move that needle towards progressing and and accomplishing goals by just doing little steps, by taking little tiny bites at a time. Think about it. Think of uh, something that you accomplished in your life. Perhaps it was getting to your career, getting to a certain level in your career, getting a job, losing weight, building your family, building your financial um, portfolio, your future. It took a lot of little steps. None of that stuff happened overnight. So, again, give yourself grace, kind of dig in, find what your motivation is, keep working on this, keep working towards the progress. All right. So, a few last things I just want you to leave you guys with. First and foremost, find find the laughter in your life. One of the things that I've noticed with some of my friends as we've gotten older, I love to laugh. I love to laugh at myself. I love to laugh at kids stories. I love to laugh at my friends. I love them to laugh at me. I just love laughing. And I think sometimes like we get older, we forget to laugh. So I just want to remind everyone out there, kind of be silly, dance, find your thing, find a friend, find some music, stop and smell the roses, give yourself a pat on the back, have a reward at the end of whatever it is that you are working towards. Find what, again, whatever it is that kind of motivates you and have some fun along the way. Um, I hope this episode helped you kind of, again, overcome some of those challenges that we all face that we all face, um, during our week. I will try to work on the ums (laughs) now that I'm realizing I say it a lot, man. Okay. But if you guys are interested in having more resources, joining the community, I highly encourage you, uh, click on the buy me a coffee link, click on the membership. That's where you'll find the, uh, the $9 membership There's also an option in there for one-on-one coaching if you guys are so interested or if you would just like to throw a little bit of support, you can always buy me a coffee uh, there in there. As far as just support, you can click on there and just send a little note. I'd be happy to read the note on the podcast too. Thank you guys so much for your support, for being patient with me, for allowing me to just kind of put this out there, not being super polished and for continuing to listen. I super appreciate you guys more than you will ever know. So stay tuned as I finish up this three-part series, and I hope everyone's having a great week out there. Thanks.